Now, I think if all of us were honest tonight, all of us have felt like an outsider at one point or another. Right? All of us have felt that way at some point in our life. Maybe, maybe even some of you guys feel that way now, but some of us or all of us have felt that way at one point or another in our life. Maybe it's because of the way that we dress. Maybe it's because of the friends that we have. Maybe it's because of the interests that we have. Maybe it's because of our family situation. There's all kinds of reasons why we have at one time or another felt like an outsider. We have felt like we're not accepted. We felt like we don't belong. We felt like for whatever reason, we're on the outside looking in. And maybe some of us feel that way in this moment. Maybe some of us right now, it's not something that we used to feel, but we feel that way now in our life. We feel like in places that we go, we feel like an outsider. Maybe we feel like an outsider when it comes to our family. Maybe mom or dad treat us differently than they treat our sibling. And so for whatever reason, we feel like an outsider even in our own family. Maybe within the halls of our school, maybe we feel like an outsider right now because of the way that we dress or the social circle that we're in or whatever interest we may have, whatever it is, we feel right now like we are an outcast in our school. And maybe even, and I, I pray to God that this is not the case, but maybe there's even some of us that, that walk in the room and we feel like an outcast in this room every week. I mean, maybe some of you guys, when you walk in here, you feel that way. You feel like you're on the outside looking in, maybe because of the way that people treat you. Maybe it's because of the school that you go to and not feeling like you know a whole lot of people uh, in the room. Maybe it's because you don't have a relationship with God and you feel like everybody else does. Maybe you feel like you don't get God, but everybody else seems to. But maybe you walk in here on a Wednesday night and you feel like an outsider within the confines of these walls. See, I think for all of us, all kidding aside about the, the crazy pictures and, and all that kind of stuff, we have felt that way. And it can cause a lot of damage, a lot of destruction. We feel, it, it causes a lot of pain when we feel like we are unwanted or we don't belong. It's, diff, it's difficult when we experience the feelings of rejection. And whether it's because of a, a, a parent or a sibling or a so-called friend or a teacher, or a coach, or some other person, it stings when we feel rejected, and when we, when we feel like we're an outsider. And it can, it can have a profound impact on our lives. Over the last couple of weeks, when I was uh, just kind of looking into this and, and thinking through some stuff, I came across a couple of, um, of studies that were done by some, some magazines and some journals. And uh, there was one study by the Journal of Research on Adolescence. And... Uh, and this particular study concluded that being rejected is one of the major causes of depression in teenagers. That feeling rejected can lead to a poor self-esteem, which then in turn can sometimes lead us to depression. And maybe some of you guys have, have actually gone down that road to that extent, where because you felt rejected, because it's caused an impact on your self-esteem, you have, you have started to go down the road of depression and feeling th that way. There was a, one recent study in Time Magazine that revealed that teenage rejection can even lead to chronic disease later in life. That it is so significant that when, when you guys as teenagers face rejection, that it can lead to diseases like diabetes, heart disease, stroke, mental illness, and even some forms of cancer. All because of 
having these feelings of teenage rejection. And here's the reality. I mean, it doesn't really matter what age you are. When you get older, all of us still feel rejection. We still experience those things. But man, as, as most, if not all of you guys know in the room, this is a major wall, that, or, or, a major issue that you guys face right now in your life of, te- of feeling rejected as teenagers. I mean, these studies just go to show that, that there are, it, it can have damaging consequences to our life. That it is a serious issue that all of us face. But it's deeper than just the social circles that we live in. It's more than just being rejected by a parent or by a friend or by a sibling. I mean, I I hate to say it, but before the news gets better, it actually has to get worse. That it's not just a physical rejection, it's not just an emotional rejection. That when it comes to rejection, when it comes from a spiritual standpoint, all of us at one point were outsiders. When it comes to spiritually speaking, all of us have experienced rejection. We have faced rejection spiritually. For this series, we're, uh, we're in Ephesians chapter 2. And so if you guys have your Bibles, I want you to go ahead and open to Ephesians chapter 2. And uh, over the, the next few weeks, we're going to be covering, starting in verse 11 of chapter 2, the rest of chapter 2 and all of, of chapter 3. And uh, so I'm going to encourage you guys to bring your Bibles over the next few weeks. And... Um, and kind of dive in. If you didn't bring your Bibles tonight, we've got them up on the screens. But let's look at what, what Paul says in Ephesians chapter 2, starting in verse 11. Here's what he says. He says, don't forget that you Gentiles used to be outsiders. You were called uncircumcised heathens by the Jews who were proud of their circumcision, even though it affected only their bodies and not their hearts. In those days, you were living apart from Christ. You were excluded from citizenship among the people of Israel. And you did not know the covenant promises that God had made to them. You lived in this world without God and without hope. Now let's go ahead and stop right there for just a minute. So Paul talks a little bit of the issue and and kind of the conflict between Jews and Gentiles. All right, now if you don't know what a Gentile is, a Gentile basically was anybody that was not a Jew. All right, so in in that day and time, there were Jews and then there were everybody else. All right, and everybody else were Gentiles. And if you didn't know, the, uh, the Jews and the Gentiles didn't get along very well. The Jews especially, they didn't look at the Gentiles very favorably. They didn't associate with Gentiles. They looked at at Gentiles as being unclean, uh, unclean, as being outsiders. Um, it even says as being uncircumcised heathen is how the Jews viewed Gentiles. All right, so there was, there was conflict that was involved in that. Now, over the next couple of weeks, and especially next week, we're gonna talk a lot about that and how that translates to us in our own culture and kind of the, the way that we treat certain groups of people and the way that we interact with each other. And so um, I'm gonna encourage you guys next week, especially not to miss, because there, there's gonna be some very specific things we're gonna talk about next week about this. But that's kind of how, how Paul starts out. He talks about the conflict between Jews and Gentiles. But what Paul really wants us to understand is that all of us were outsiders to God, just like the Gentiles were to the Jews. All right, all of us face that way. All of us were living apart from Christ. 
we had no idea about the things of God. All right? We had no experience with the incredible love that Jesus offers. We had no idea what it felt like to be forgiven and having the freedom from our sins and having access to God. So spiritually speaking, all of us started out as outsiders to God. All right, it's not just a physical thing. It's not just an emotional thing. It's not just the social aspect of it. From a spiritual standpoint, all of us were outsiders to God. All right, we were rejected, so to speak, by God. All right, we did not have a relationship with God. We were outside of the family of God. We were not united with Christ. And because of that, we were living in this world with no hope. We were living apart from Christ with no hope. So not a good situation to be in. Now some of you guys, maybe you even feel that tonight. And some of you guys, you feel like an outsider to God. Maybe that's one of the reasons why you walk into this room and you feel like you're an outsider in this room. And it's not necessarily because of maybe what pe- the way that people treat you in the room. It's because you feel like there's a wall between you and God. Maybe you can't explain it, you can't really put, uh, put it into words or whatever, but you just feel like you're an outsider to God. And it's more than just a feeling, it's not necessarily that that's not a true thing. I mean, that, that is the reality, that's what Paul is saying here. There are some of you guys right now in the room tonight that don't have a relationship with Jesus. And in this moment right now, you are in reality an outsider to God. All right, but we have to understand that all of us were in that spot. All of us have been in that, in that situation where we were outsiders to God. But look at what verse 13 says. And this is where the hope is offered to us. Verse 13 says, but now you have been united with Christ Jesus. Once you were far away from God, but now you have been brought near to him through the blood of Christ. So once again, it is the theme that, that is the, the theme through Ephesians and all throughout the Bible. It's the cross is the answer. All right, it's all about the cross. For every series that we've been in since the beginning of the year, we've taught, we've had different series titles. Uh, We've been in different sections, different parts of this book, but the common thread throughout every single series that we've been in has been the cross. It's been the reality that the cross is the answer. I mean, over the course of, over the last few months, we have talked about because of the cross, we are God's possession. We've talked about because of the cross, we are rescued from our sins. We have been given a new identity. We've been given this incredible calling from God that we now have an inheritance in the Holy Spirit, that we have freedom from sin, that we've been made alive, that we are God's masterpiece. And now we're talking about how we've been brought from outside the family of God into God's family. It's all because of the cross. Man, I love how this verse talks about it. It says, but now you have been brought near to him through the blood of Christ. 
So it's like, in, in other words, in case you thought that there was anything that you did to make this happen, let me just be very clear. You have been brought from outside the family of God into the family of God. You were considered outsiders to God, but now you have been united with Christ. It's like you didn't do anything about it. God reached down and through the cross, he, he picked you up and he brought you into unity with Christ himself. You didn't do anything about it, but God took action and he picked you up and he brought you in to the family of God. And you were once considered outsiders. You once were rejected. You once were considered out, uh, outcasts and and we're, un, we're, we're not accepted by God, but because of the cross, Jesus has brought you in to the family of God. And what an incredible thought that that is for us to know that it is all because of what Jesus has done on the cross. The common thread through everything that we have talked about in the last few months, again, is the cross. It's what Jesus has done for us on the cross. Now, we're getting ready to enter into the, uh, the Christmas season, or we're, we're in the Christmas season. Some of you guys are loving it. You can't wait. You're so excited. Um, some of you guys are dreading this. For whatever reason, you're a Scrooge, and you don't like Christmas music or Christmas lights or whatever. And we all kind of have our Christmas traditions. We all kind of have our things that we look forward to over Christmas. Maybe for you, it's the decorations. Um, you know, you like driving down the road and seeing houses lit up. You like putting you know, lights on your Christmas tree and um, drinking eggnog and stuff like that. Maybe you like to listen to Christmas music um, all the time. Maybe, you know, you're rocking Kenny G's uh, saxophone music in your room and, um, and you just love, you know, anytime you can bust out Kenny G, especially it's when it's Christmas and it's acceptable. Um, you know, maybe you love the Christmas songs. Maybe you love the traditions. Maybe you love spending time with your family. Um, you know, maybe you love going downstairs on Christmas morning and, you know, opening up the underwear that mom got you again for Christmas. I don't, whatever. All right. We all have our things, our reasons that we like Christmas. All right. My four-year-old Jad, it's Christmas year round. So he literally in July was sleeping with a Santa hat. And um, yeah, it's, it's really funny. He, um, you know, maybe you're, you're that way. It's Christmas all year round. Maybe you, you can't wait until it's Christmas time. Right? We all have our things about Christmas that we look forward to. But this season is also another reminder about what Jesus has come to do for us. I mean, the story of Christmas is all about outsiders. It's about Jesus who came into our world as an outsider. Jesus himself was an outsider. And he left heaven and he came into our world and he entered he entered our world through the form of a baby to give his life away for us. It's all about an outsider. He was despised and rejected by many. He was mistreated and abandoned. I mean, Jesus felt all of those things that an outsider feels. He experienced all of those things that somebody that's an outsider experiences. Jesus himself was an outsider to our world. He knew what it felt like to be considered an outsider. But because we, you and I were separated from God, Jesus came into our world as an outsider and he took on our sin. John 1 verse 14 says, so the word, which is Jesus, became human or became flesh and he made his home among us. 
He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. So the stable, the manger, the entire Christmas story should be a reminder to us that you and I were outsiders to God. And that Jesus identified himself with us. He took on flesh. He became an outsider just like us so that he could make us insiders into Christ. So that he could bring us into the family of God so that through the cross we could be forgiven and be united with Christ. That Jesus became an outsider for us so that you and I could be considered an insider to God. That he took on flesh, he became Emmanuel, and he died so that we could be brought into a relationship with him. And I want you guys to think about this. I mean, because of what Jesus has done for us, from God's standpoint, you and I are no longer rejects. You and I are no longer foreigners. You guys are, you and I are no longer outcasts. We are no longer outsiders. What Jesus has done through the cross for you and I is made us insiders into the family of God. Jesus has brought us into the family and we now have access to God. Man, you guys think about what that means for you, for you guys and all of us that have felt the the pain and the sting of rejection that knows what it feels like to be on the outside looking in. And where it matters the most, Jesus has taken our life and he has brought us from the outside into the inside. He has made us into the family of God. He's brought us into the family. You and I are now, because of the cross, are united with Christ Jesus. It all comes down to this one sentence. As a result of Jesus being despised and rejected, you and I, we are now loved and accepted. As a result of Jesus being despised and rejected, we are now loved and accepted. Now, it doesn't mean that we were not loved, that Jesus didn't love us before. But what that means is that now you and I get to experience the depths of God's love for us. You and I get to experience firsthand what it feels like and what it means to be accepted by God, to be loved by God. That we are no longer on the outside going, man, I wonder what that looks like to be forgiven. Man, I wonder what that feels like to be loved by God. I wonder what that feels like to know that Jesus answers my prayers. Man, I wonder what that feels like to know that God cares for me, that God is is looking out for me, that God loves me and, and accepts me. We no longer have to wonder what that feels like and be on the outside looking in. For all of us that have felt rejected, Jesus himself became rejected for us so that we could be accepted by him. Jesus has now made us insiders into the family. Now, what does it mean to be an insider? Here's the, give you the definition of an outsider. Here's what it means to be an insider. An insider is a person who is a member of a group of a group, or a society. It's a person who has some special advantage or influence. Now think about what that means for us and our relationship with God when it comes to us being an insider into God's family. As an insider to God, you and I have access to God. We don't have to go to some priest and offer up a prayer and he you know, kind of stands in our um, 
um, in the gap for us or represents us and takes our prayers up to him, we now have direct access to God. We have access to God himself. We receive the blessings that God offers us. We receive special privileges. Or as this verse says, or the definition, special advantages. We now have the promises of God. It's not something that we go, oh man, I wonder what that feels like to have the promises of God. We now own and experience those promises that God offers us now belong to us. And he includes us in what he's doing in the world. We experience his unconditional love, his peace, his grace, and his presence in our lives every single day. And think about what that means for you to be considered an insider to God and to have that kind of access into God. Now, we may still feel like an insider in other parts or an outsider in other parts of our life. We will still feel the sting of rejection by other people, by um, maybe even people that are close to us that, that matter a lot to us. But where it matters most in terms of our relationship with God, the creator of the universe, we no longer have to be on the outside looking in. We now belong to Christ. This is now our home. We are now unified with Christ. God has now brought us into the family and united us with Christ himself. And he did it all through his son's death on the cross. Again, it's all about the cross. At the cross, the rejected are accepted. At the cross, the abandoned become loved. Because of the cross, the mocked become celebrated. At the cross, the poor are made rich. The outsiders become insiders. Now, over the next few weeks, we're going to be talking about the impact that that has in terms of other relationships. Relationships with, with each other in this room, with relationships with brothers and sisters in Christ. We're going to talk about how that impacts us in terms of people outside of these walls, with how that impacts us in terms of our culture and the social circles that we live in and the divides and the walls that we build up. And we're going to be talking about all kinds of things and how this impacts us in our everyday life. So I'm going to challenge you guys over the next few weeks to be here. But what, what I want you guys to make sure that we understand as we leave tonight is that you and I, because of what Christ has done for us, we are no longer outsiders to God. When we accept the forgiveness that Jesus offers through the cross, you and I now have direct access to God himself. We now have a relationship with God. We are now united with Christ. We have now been brought into the family of God. And for all of us that have experienced the sting of, of rejection, that have experienced feeling like we just don't belong, like this isn't our place, for all of us that have experienced those things and have wrestled with those things and have even maybe come to a point where we have been depressed or have really struggled because we feel like everywhere we go, we feel unloved, we feel unaccepted, we feel like we don't belong. The opportunity is there for all of us to know that because of what Christ has done for us, we can be accepted by Christ. 
We no longer have to be outsiders, but we, we can experience what it feels like to be an insider to God. Then maybe some of you guys tonight, as I, as I mentioned a few minutes ago, right now in this moment, you, you know that you're an outsider to God. And you feel that disconnect. You feel like, man, it doesn't matter how hard I try or how many prayers I, I give up or how hard I worship or how many times I come to church. I feel like I'm trying to do all of these things, but there is a wall between me and God. I feel like I don't belong. And no matter how real those feelings may be, no matter how real that, that that may be right now in this moment, the truth is that does not have to stay that way. That because of what Jesus has offered you on the cross, you, can, you no longer have to be an outsider. And it's not about you trying harder. It's not about you doing these things. It's about you receiving the forgiveness that Jesus offers through the cross. And Jesus being the one that now brings you into the family of God. And now you can be united with Christ. We once were considered outsiders. But because of what Christ has done, we are now united with Christ. Let's pray. God, I thank you for what you've done for us on the cross. God, over these next few weeks, as, as we talk about what it means to be an outsider, and God, all of us, if we were honest enough to admit it, have felt, have felt the sting of rejection. We have felt what it, what it, what it feels like to, to know that we don't belong or that we're, we're in a group or we're in a place where we just don't feel like that this is our home. God, maybe there are students in the room tonight that feel that when they walk in this room that they feel like there's a disconnect, they feel like there's a wall up, they feel like an outsider to you. God, I thank you that all of us are in the same boat. All of us are in the same situation. God, we all were once outsiders to you, but because of the cross, you have provided a way to bring us into the family of God. God, I pray for students right now that are in this moment outsiders. God, I pray tonight would be the night where they turn over the keys to you. They give their heart and their life to you. They receive the forgiveness that you offer. They stop trying to do all of these things to fix it. And they trust you have already done what it takes to bring them into the family of God. God, I thank you that through the blood that was shed for us, you have brought us into your family. God, we celebrate that tonight in Jesus' name. Amen.